Good evening and welcome to My Poor Friends. I am joined tonight by Michael Sutherland. He is back. He agreed to do this with me again. It's because I am the greatest. And uh, we have a special guest with us, Zach. Say hello. Hello. It is Zach with us tonight. So Michael and Zach. Um, We did plan on doing a different episode. I had recorded it last night. Unfortunately, I only recorded myself talking and nobody else, which is... I'm blaming my producer for, and she's not here, so we'll see how this goes as well. Actually, I'm going to blame Helen. Fucking Helen. You can't blame Helen. Helen is my thing. You can't have Helen. No, I want to blame Helen. If everybody uses Helen, then people will understand that Helen is You said that last time. Nope, I'm blaming Helen. Helen is my excuse. I get away with a lot of shit because of Helen. Julie gets to go on vacation, so I think Helen is who I get to blame for last night. Goddamn Helen. Well, if you had a personal assistant, who would you name it? Helen. Helen. Zach. <laughs> That's not... Oh. <laughs> He's so terrible. Okay. So last week we did uh, Breaker, Icebreaker uh, questions with Michael, which were awesome. I got a lot of feedback. People like those. So I have a couple of new ones this week to get Zach an icebreaker opportunity and to get some more uh, ice broken from Michael. I have no ice. <laughs> okay. So my first question. Would you rather... Be an average person in the present, so us, or a king of a large country 2,500 years ago. Oh, see, you're hitting me where where it hurts because I love both of those ideas. So I know what I choose, but I've noticed it's a very specific personality type that picks the king versus picks the average person no bullshit it's good to be the king uh, I was that's gonna, awesome i was gonna say considering i literally just bought the king arthur book by th white um so you love history you love yes. kings oh, you I, love that so you might pick king but the question is because they didn't you, have dentistry 2500 years ago like they didn't have I mean, people, my teeth aren't great now yes yeah, but, but we might be real close to death 2500 years ago Good to be the king. <laughs> That's true. Here's the question. Would you rather die young as a king or die old as a peasant? No, I get to ask the questions. All right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is my show. Get do your own podcast, effects? kid. Can we have sound effects? We should have a whip sound effect there. We can, yeah, that we can work on sound effects. We can bring those in Give later. Sound All right. Would you rather have what you are thinking appear in a bubble above your head at all times? Or have a live stream of everything you do 24-7 available to people? Neither. I'd be fired and probably in prison by now. <laughs> I mean, I'd be on death row for the things I think. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I would, I'm like, stream me all day. I don't do anything embarrassing enough. You know, I don't kick puppies or something. So, fine. Stream me. I don't care. I'd rather that... Then really, you the don't do bubble. anything that would make you not want to be live streamed all day. Oh, I do plenty of things that I wouldn't want to be, but if I were to choose, I have a lot more weird ass thoughts that I don't want to appear than I than I have. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of weird stuff happening in my head. And, Are you single? But, well, yeah. So, do you want everybody to know about you know? Zach time. <laughs> oh, Michael. You have Michael time. Jamie has of Jamie time. Of course I do. We all have our time. Of course I do. It which is why. Single or <laughs> this right. is such a horrible question. All right. All right. Next Here's question. the last question. Would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as your home or an RV as your home? And I picked this because I'm like, all right, we all like to travel. I've 
sometimes thought about like living on a houseboat I think would be cool or getting an RV and driving across the country would be cool. So I'm like, okay, if I were forced to pick one that I'm living in and I can vacation in other places, but I'm going to live there, which would I pick? I would pick a sailboat. I think that would be awesome. Under protest, I guess I pick a sailboat, but because... I don't like the concept of a mobile home of any sort. <laughs> home should not move around. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of a boat. I hate the idea of an RV. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. I, I would pick the boat. I just, because, you know, I think in nowadays we all have this, like, somewhat of a yearning to unplug. True. You know. And on a sailboat, that would be yes. a little bit easier to do. All right, so the topic of our week is Mel Brooks, and specifically some things about Mel Brooks and some of our favorite movies, which um, I think both of us agree that Spaceballs was one of my favorite movies growing up. Yogurt! (laughs) (laughs) I love Spaceballs. Who doesn't love Spaceballs? And I think Zach does too. In fact, Zach was not originally scheduled to be on this program, and yet when he heard we were talking about Spaceballs, he's like, I can't believe you're having a conversation about Spaceballs without me. It's true, it's true. He got all butthurt and came up here. That is why he is here, which I... I am happy with. Um, and then I wanted to talk about History of the World because I happen to love History of the World. I was shocked because it doesn't get the best critical response. So I was surprised about that. We're still waiting on that part too. I know. It's going to be a while. Hitler okay. on ice. <laughs> so he was born. So Mel Brooks was born in 1926. He's getting ready to turn 93 years old, which I just think is amazing. I was watching a comedian in Cars Getting Coffee. Do you guys watch that show on Netflix? Sometimes, Jerry yeah. Will. So they did, I think, a Carl Reiner episode. And at the end of it, like Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks come together every night to like watch Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy because they both lost their wives. Mm-hmm. So there's like a scene where they've got TV trays in front of them and, and food that they got like pastrami sandwiches and they come together every night and watch like Wheel of Fortune. So what, pastrami is the key to long life? I don't know, but... I'm like, that's awesome. I hope, I hope we are 93 years. You're looking, you're Googling that now. I am absolutely Googling Googling that that shit. I'm just saying, I hope I'm 93 years old eating bad for me sandwiches in front of a TV tray with my BFFs. I'm just saying. I think pickled, like preserved items are the key to longevity. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I could see that. Like pickled items. Isn't it like a pickle to preserved meat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see that. Strawberry's not pickled. It's just smoked. That's true, is but it? I'm saying like corned cured. beef isn't like it's cured. Yeah. yeah, and isn't like corned beef pickled? I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't you don't corned pickle. Corn beef. You pickle vegetables. I don't know. I don't pickle well, no, shit. Corn... I don't pickle anything. I don't even eat corned pickles. beef. Is I like preserved. pickles. Okay, we'll it's just go still preserved, but it's not pickled. Well, I mean. All right. Well, I I tend to believe that a I lot of preservatives. I don't know anything about corn right. Beef. I believe a lot of preservatives <laughs> will extend my life, so I'm going to keep eating yeah. that. Well, that process. It will food. result in a beautiful corpse years after your demise. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and I won't melt either. That's true. That's true. Right. Like the Twinkie, Jamie will be here after the nuclear holocaust. <laughs> That's right. You're welcome, America. All right. Another thing, he is one of the few EGOT winners who won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Oh. Like, there are very few people that have won all four, and he is one of those. He won the Tony for the producers, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, that's a great show. Yes. Oh, God. Have I you know. seen the original film? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't. I saw the remake film. I don't know that I saw the original film, to be honest. Yeah, it had Gene Wilder in it. Of course. All of his movies have yeah. Gene Wilder in them. All right. Uh, he served in World War II as a corporal in the Army, diffusing landmines. Like, that's pretty badass, yeah. right? I mean, Thank I guess God that's not going to give you a sense of humor. Nothing else is. <laughs> he got his break on Sid Caesar's show, Your Show of Shows, which hired him, 
Carl Reiner, Neil Simon, Danny Simon, and Mel Token as writers. I'm like, that's a pretty amazing group of writers for a show that I've never heard of. You ever heard of the Sid Caesar show? I heard of the Sid Caesar show, but this was called Your Show of Shows, which I assume is different than the regular Sid Caesar show. Sounds like to oh, me a know. like a skit show. Yeah, I, I I could see that as well. Um, so he ended up moving to Hollywood. He performed comedy routines with Carl Reiner. They became very close, which was the weird comedians in cars yeah, being yeah, coffee thing. Uh, his first movie was The Producers. His third was Blazing Saddles, which ended up being his highest grossing film. I mean. You know, can you blame anybody for it? Right, I love Blazing Saddles. As we talked about last week, any movie that has Madeline Kahn as a tired hooker <laughs> is going to be fantastic. In all fairness, any movie with Madeline Kahn is probably uh, going to be good. God, that's true. I Poor know. I love that Poor one. Madeline Kahn. Have you guys seen Mixed Nuts? Of course we've seen Mixed okay. Nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Animals. We, we'll feature that in the Christmas Fucking episode. Steve Martin. <laughs> yes. Okay, which I have something else there. Um, his fourth movie was Young Frankenstein, which he wrote and worked on with Gene Wilder. So I guess this was Gene Wilder's idea to do a Frankenstein movie, and he took it to Mel Brooks. So when he signed on as... Um, I have this in somewhere else, but when he signed on in one of his movies, he ended up um, asking, can you do Young Frankenstein? Oh, that's very interesting. I guess it was Blazing Saddles. He signed on for Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. And he's like, I'll do. Which I thought that was kind of cool. That is really interesting. And speaking of which, Zach, I I happen to be somewhat of a brilliant surgeon, and I could probably help you out with that hump. What what hump? (laughs) I I got you. All right. So in History of the World... Brooks recalled that the inspiration for the film came from an incident in 1979. He said, I was walking across the parking lot at 20th Century Fox on my way to my office when one of the grips who had worked on High Anxiety shouted to me from the back of the moving truck, Hey Mel, what's next? Planning a big one? From out of the blue, the biggest title I could think of popped into my mind. Yes, the biggest movie ever made. It's called History of the World. Someone else on the truck yelled, How can you cover the whole world in one movie? And he says, You're right. Maybe I'll call it History of the World Part 1. And hence it was born. I thought that was a pretty funny little story. I was like, like, ah, oh, that's a genius idea for him to just be able to, like, yeah, okay, that's going to be my next movie. So I thought that was funny. All right. So I thought we could go ahead and get into some actual, like, movie stuff. But I didn't know if you guys had anything else Mel Brooks related that you wanted to talk about. No. Okay. Crickets. <laughs> I see that. So another thing that I found when I was going through this was originally Richard Pryor was supposed to star... But he had some incident that left him with burns, so he was replaced yeah. by Gregory He Hunt. lit himself on fire in a restaurant. How do you mean he had some incident where he... I didn't remember this. He was drunk, high, I don't know, you know, who knows what. He was smoking everything he could get his hands on, and, uh, allegedly. And then he uh, lit himself on fire in a restaurant. Which leads us to that tremendous episode in uh, that Bill Murray movie. What's the Bill Murray movie where Bill Murray uh, says, he th- I'm sorry, I thought you were Richard Pryor. And he throws the glass, Scrooge, when he throws the bucket yeah. of water. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, because Richard <laughs> Richard Pryor, so he lit himself on fire. I did not he know that. He lit this. himself on fire in a restaurant, baked Alaska, boom, on fire. He had burns, couldn't be in the movie. Gregory Hines replaced him. And it was his debut. I didn't know that part. Did you know that? Shockingly, he got a second chance. Gregory Hines. I loved him in the movie. Which movie? History of the World. Whose debut? Gregory Hines. I misunderstood. I thought you were saying it was Richard Pryor's debut and he lit himself on fire, and so he missed his debut and then he got a second chance. That's not I was like, I love a I love a world where Gregory Hines slash Richard Pryor gets a second chance after lighting themselves on fire. I do too. But that is not what I was trying to say. 
So what I'm trying to say is Gregory, that was his screen. Jamie issue. and I, by the way, find this to be absolutely hysterical. We're giggling so hard that we Nobody can't else will. Meanwhile, Zach is Googling God knows what on his phone. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> paying Tetris. We don't know. <laughs> We're looking at porn. Who Probably knows? Probably porn. No, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Like, is Gregory, are you guys talking here, about sorry? History of the World? Are you talking about Blazing Saddles? We're talking about History Richard Pryor. But yeah. that was Blazing Saddles he was supposed to be in, right? Richard Pryor was originally cast in the Gregory Hines part of the slave, the slave being sold. I don't know. Yeah. Now remember, I Google everything, and you can't believe everything on the internet. So if you find something different, I don't have a producer here to find this thing. God damn it, Helen. Right. So if you find something different, you feel free to chime in there, friend. You know what's worse about Helen is that she steals staples. What? Okay. Absolutely. No, I've been told one of the feedback is we get off track. Oh, well, I guess our feedback is that we can't tangent. <laughs> so no more anecdotes about Helen. I love Helen. No, no, no. Helen is apparently right out. <laughs> Just like five. Five is right out. Okay. That's not uh, a Mel right, Brooks this movie. This is one of my very favorite things about History of the World, you guys. So in the Old Testament segment, which, by the way, was put in last minute because after the caveman scenes, I guess they had all of these mountains and Mel Brooks is like, well, shit, what am I going to do with this? And he's like, oh, I know. Let's bring in Moses. I, I love did- the idea that Mel Brooks just has extra mountains laying around. Yeah. Well, yeah, Adam, because of the earlier caveman scenes. No, no, I get it. I just The concept of spare mountains just strikes me as humorous. <laughs> I would agree with that. All right. Guys, so- guys. We have all these mountains. We gotta do something with oh. these mountains. They're gonna go bad. <laughs> we gotta use them up. What are we gonna do with these? <laughs> I know. Okay. So the writing on the tablets are the correct two-word Hebrew v- version of the commandments: don't kill, don't steal, don't lie, etc. The five more don'ts on the third tablet that Moses drops is don't impregnate, don't laugh, uh oh, <laughs> don't buy, buy what? I don't know, and don't break. That's only four. Don't break. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, don't break is funny, but that's only four. They only gave me that one. Don't break. Don't four. laugh. Don't. Oh, they said that the very last uh, letters were like TL something or other, and so it didn't make sense. They're like they they must have messed it, up the last. Was letters. this the, ver- the very first or the was this the origin of TLDR? I, that's what I said <laughs> when I read it. I was like, I was like, yeah, the commandments as they're written are like yeah. thou shalt da 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 da, and so too too long. Don't read. Don't steal. Don't yeah. kill. I, that's what I was like. Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, okay. John Cleese turned down the role of Count de Money. Stupid uh, John Cleese. I know. That's what I said. I was like, oh my gosh, I think John Cleese would have been really good. In yeah, Count but have you money. ever thought that maybe like Monty Python has a beef with Mel Brooks? Why? I don't know. Like, kind of the same. They said that it was due to scheduling conflicts. Oh, well then. Yeah, so I don't think that at least in this case it was a problem, but I actually feel like they worked off of each other and yeah. you know so to your point either they have a rivalry or mm-hmm. they're working together all right um the movie history of the world featured mel brooks uh dom DeLuise, madeline khan madeline khan sid oh. caesar cloris leachman ron clark howard morris so a lot of people and one of my favorites and i did not remember this until today was b arthur the fuck yeah it's b yeah, arthur i know i forgot she was in it and i watched it and i was like Oh my God, she's hilarious. So you're a bullshit artist. Did you bullshit today? Did you bullshit last week? I- I'm like, that's hilarious. I thought that was, I-, I was really impressed with that. I'm on my wine break. <laughs> yes, I know. That's what I should be right now. Um, and then. If we had a producer, we would have more to drink. 
That is true. And then I thought it was interesting that Hugh Hefner was the entrepreneur. And he was talking to that girl of that he was going to create the centerfold. I'm like, that's I cool. don't remember that. What at part all? is that in? So in the very beginning, when there's like the they're selling the plumbing and they're selling the, columns, oh, columns, oh, put columns. columns on your house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they have that uh, orgy and buffet tomorrow yeah, yeah. at the Temple of Venus. First serve, come first come. That's right. <laughs> and he's standing outside and he's like, it's called a centerfold. I thought that was pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. And I was like surprised because it was really Hugh Hefner. I mean, I don't know why. I, why does that surprise you? I don't understand. I don't know. It just did. Because I, you don't see him as cameo in anyone in anywhere else. He turned up a lot of stuff at that time period. He was on Laughing. Was he really? Yeah, Hugh Hefner turned up in all kinds of weird shit back then. All right. So still in the bathrobe. Yeah. So what's your favorite scene from History of the World? Like, what's your favorite time period? I love Quick Time Hearts. Oh, quick time. <laughs> no, yes, he is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't know. Oh, he doesn't know. Yes, no, yes, I'm trying yes, to yes, yes, yes. Watching Madeline Kahn <laughs> bob her head up and down as she watches them quick time hearts out of the room is hilarious. <laughs> uh, my favorite is for realsies. Dom DeLuise as the king and Madeline Kahn. And he I know, it's, all it's these Julius things. Caesar. Right. Wash this. And he, wash this. He pulls a goddamn chicken out of his duck, ass. It's a duck. Wash this. I died. I'm like, that is so funny. Madeline Kahn is so comically good. I was just blown away. I'm blown away. Madeline Kahn is fantastic. But my absolute favorite, so when Dom DeLuise goes to sit down <laughs> on his thing and then falls backwards over, I, like, I've seen this movie and I still LOL'd as I yeah. watched it. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. So, um, who's your favorite character from History of the World? Oh, it's Empress Nookville. Is it? Absolutely. Madeline Kahn I would tend to agree. Slays me. You know what's crazy to me? And so you know the whole it's good to be the king it's good to be the yeah. king okay so today that, that's what I'm thinking yeah mm-hmm. so as I'm watching this today I realize that all of the leading ladies that Mel Brooks has cast as his love interests are like 10 years younger than him and I'm like wow it clearly is good to be the king right like <laughs> he takes that to heart in every way possible I thought that was kind of funny anyway alright so moving on to Spaceballs I love Spaceballs. I grew up with Spaceballs. I wore out a VHS copy of Spaceballs. I did that with Clue. We talked about that. Already. We Yes, I, which I love Clue as well, but I love Spaceballs. I can remember as a child sitting in my father's uh, living room watching Spaceballs over and over and over again. Yeah. Seeing we, it on TV. Yes. And we showed AJ Spaceballs not too long ago, and he, and this is my eight-year-old, he actually thought it was pretty funny. I was surprised that he actually liked it as much as he did. Um, so it is a Star Wars, it's specifically a Star Wars parody. I did not know that Mel Brooks wrote this specifically with Star Wars in mind. He, I know. Why wouldn't I? What the? Because there were other things like Star Trek that was out and barely. And and I get like you have Lone Star and his sidekick and you know, so I get it. I just. Bartholomew. I I knew there were references to Star Wars, obviously, with the hair buns and the dot. C-3PO is, you know, dot. I get it. And clearly I was, like, not realizing that. But he actually went and got George Lucas's blessing to make the film. He also, um, they said, that's fine. You can make the film as long as you don't do any merchandising. So it's (laughs) Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. That's right. That's where the real money from the film is made. 
We've got flamethrowers. <laughs> the kids love this one. <laughs> and you know, they said that a lot of like the merchandise that they show is just Transformer stuff. I was like, oh, that's kind of oh, funny. That is uh, funny. That's hilarious. I know. So that's what George Lucas said. And in fact, they even like supplied some of the scenes. So um, the escape pod launch sequence is an unused clip from Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope provided to Mel Brooks by Lucasfilm. Well, that's awful generous of George that's Lucas. Right! That's unusual. He usually smears his name all over everything. But he was like, yes, you can use this. Did did they give like George Lucas a um, credit or anything? Or did they? I, I'm sure there was some talk about Lucas yeah. films, but I'd have to go back and watch. It's probably like a Skywalker sound or something credit, Maybe, probably. Yeah. All right. So or, do you know what the original name of the movie was? Space Wars. Planet Moron. That seems appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's a French film called Planet Mars. <laughs> Fucking the French. The Goddamn French. frogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. Bill Pullman was a third actor approached for his role in Lone Star. Who were the first two? Okay, so originally... Is, they... Bill, is Bill Pullman the uh, president from Independence Day? Yes. Okay. And I have a reference to that that we'll talk about later. Okay. Um, so originally they wanted James Caan, but they didn't approach him because he was having addiction issues. So they approached Tom Cruise and, uh, and uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, I would have liked Tom Hanks. No, because we're back in the big days. This is when Tom Hanks, everything Tom Hanks was slapstick. He would he needed to play it as a straight guy, a straight man. This is Lone slapstick. Star, no, but Lone Star is not. Lone Star is the, the he's the only yeah. character that is the one that doesn't get the joke. Constantly, <laughs> he's the one that doesn't. He's like, what? Thank God. <laughs> Thank God it was Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. I am not a Tom Cruise fan. I will go on record right now saying you, that. So no, nobody likes Tom Cruise. I Tom like Cruise Tom like Cruise. Cruise. Fine. Really, Katie Holmes didn't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> And she was married to him. Yeah. I like Tom Cruise fine. There were things that he's done that I have not enjoyed and things that he has. But Name one you like that wasn't Top Gun because of the volleyball scene. What about Cocktail? I liked Cocktail. We're going to have Same an episode. Same thing as the volleyball scene. <laughs> Name another one. <laughs> I double dog dare you. In... Do it. Save Vanilla Sky. I dare you. <laughs> I love Vanilla Sky. Oh, no. <laughs> well, to all of our previous years, we would like to thank you for tuning in. <laughs> We bid you a fond adieu. <laughs> no! We know the tremendous loss of respect that you must have for our host is painful due to her overwhelming response to the middle sky. I liked middle sky. Shut up! I was like a so college age person. <laughs> well, I, I, I challenge you to watch it again and see if you still feel that way. <laughs> I'll let you know. But what was the movie with Ben Stiller and the jungle and he was the agent? Tropic Thunder. I thought Tom Cruise was great in Tropic Thunder. I don't think Tom Cruise is great in Tropic Thunder. I think Tom Cruise is forgettable in Tropic Thunder no. because of the rest of the cast. Now, I I have seen movies where Tom Cruise is part of the cast and they're and it's just fine. Overall, I don't think Tom Cruise is. I think Tom Cruise is significantly overrated. He's not okay. terrible. Okay, I got you there. But I felt like of all of those, Tom Hanks would have been a good, the good alternative. But I agree. I really liked Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman did a good job. Tom Hanks, I really do think Tom Hanks would have bigged it up. Yeah. So, you know, Dot Matrix was obviously Joan Rivers. Joan yes. Rivers. Which uh, was just awesome, right? God. I mean, amazing. Yeah. And I didn't realize Dom DeLuise did Pizza the Hut. What? I didn't know that. You're not a super fan. I guess. I was shocked when I read that. I was like, oh. I mean, I can see it, obviously, but I was surprised at the time. Dom DeLuise is in a lot of Mel Brooks movies. Uh, he is. Did pet, you know? Pet my lizard. <laughs> Did you know there's an animated series? 
of Spaceballs? I shit you not. You know, I kind of actually do remember that. I think it was Saturday morning cartoons. I don't remember it at all, but it... It, it was it, like five episodes, wasn't it? It was 13, 13 episodes. Oh. And Don't sell it short. And it was um, Daphne Zuniga and Joan Rivers and Mel Brooks were in it, which I was surprised by. Uh, she's the one that played... Daphne Zuniga was the one who played... Princess, Princess Vespa. Princess. Vespa, okay. yeah. All right. You shot my hair. <laughs> my hair! So here's what I thought was awesome. In Sweden, the film was renamed Springtime for Space. Springtime for Sweden and joke. Germany. That's right. On the names. Because the, the name of the producers was actually Springtime for Hitler and Sweden. Correct. <laughs> so I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. The Lord Helmet scene with the dolls was totally improvised. I mean, I find that easy to believe, yeah. actually. <laughs> I suspect a lot of scenes in Mel Brooks movies. I, for a long time, have believed that in Young Frankenstein, I'm going to segue here, but for a long time, I have it's believed... Mel Brooks. It's applicable. That in the uh, scene in Young Frankenstein, where Gene Wilder says, Igor, help me with the bags. And he goes, all right, you take the blunt, I'll take the one with the turban. I, for a long time, <laughs> believed that that is a, uh, an ad-lib because of the reaction that you get out of Madeline Kahn. It isn't in character for her. She is this, oh, God, exasperated you know reaction to it and it's freaking hysterical but i do believe that it is improvised as well i can see that yeah i think i actually think the uh the secret doorway scene is improvised in young frankenstein mm, i don't remember the one where they're messing with the candle in the bookshelf i, I gotta believe that was planned though because it i mean it may have gone down. on they made their reactions might have been ad-libbed but i have to right I, I agree i think i think it may have gone on longer because they were having so much fun with yeah. it but i mean the actual intent of that scene had to well, exist I think. of course um rick moranis was the one who suggested john candy for the role of barf mm-hmm. what a fantastic casting and yep. the line where he goes "Ooh, that's gonna leave a mark that was also ad-libbed by john candy uh, i say that on a regular basis every day and that is that's the genius of john candy nobody gets it because it seems totally like yup that's it that was interesting okay steve martin was the original choice for colonel sanders i thought that was awesome I would have loved to see Martin if he had been there. Colonel Sanders was Lord Helmet's right-hand man, right? Yeah, yeah. he's That's the guy correct. in charge of Spaceball yeah. 1. And he's like, <coughs> yes. He's the Grand Moff Tarkin of, of Spaceballs. That's right. and I think Or Steve Admiral Mar- Piet. Piet. No, he's probably I, the Admiral Piet. I think Steve Martin would have been great in that role. I don't think Steve Martin would have been bad, but I think it's the same thing with Tom Hanks. Steve Martin's a big name back then, so he's like this overwhelming presence. Think about Steve yeah. Martin movies during this time period. You have the jerk. You have the, you know... Um, yeah, but... That's even- all I can think of. But even so, I mean, yes, but it's same with Tom Hanks. At that time, he was not a huge name. Oh, but he just he was coming down off of... Oh, we unplugged something. Are we dead? We're dead. We might not be recording. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please enjoy this brief segue. So her microphone might not be working, but the rest of us are. Which is a great opportunity for me to talk about things that I want to talk about. I don't have any things to talk about. All right, guys, I apologize. I had technical difficulties where I unplugged, like, half of my computer. But we're back, and I have the combination to the air shield. <laughs> oh, God. What is the combination is so- one, two, three, four, five. One, one two, two, three, four, five. five. That's the same combination I have on my luggage. <laughs> Only an idiot uses that combination. That's right. Change the combination of my luggage, Helen. Helen. All right. So, again, I apologize. Uh, anyway. All right. I only have a couple of other additional items that I found. 
Um, so Spaceballs, the book, which was a novelization by R.L. Stein, reveals... R.L. Stein? He wrote a book. He did a novelization of the of the Spaceball story. What? I shit you not. Okay. He wrote a bunch of bullshit D&D books, too. He was the one that did the Goosebumps series. Maybe this is not the same person I'm thinking of. I was thinking of the person who wrote the Drizzit. You know, he is like... You're talking a, like, about R.A. Salvatore. Oh, yeah. He likes consonants. Okay, yeah. well, R.L. prejudiced Stein, against vowels. R.L. Stein wrote Goosebumps, but he also did a novelization. He reveals the name of the Dinks. No. Do you want to know what they are? I'm going to have to guess Marge, Madge. You're so close, Valerie. but so far away. Rinky Dink. Of course it was. Blinky Dink. This is too obvious. Stinky Dink. Pinky Dink, Finky Dink, and Winky Dink. I thought that was hilarious. I thought you'd love that. I do love it. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Are those the Jawa things? Yeah. Yeah, the Dinks. The Dinks. Dink, dink. Dink, 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 dink. So you asked about Independence Day earlier. Who did? Me. Him. I'm pointing to him. The call sign. The group, the, the audience can't see you pointing, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so the call sign for Lone Star's Winnebago is Eagle Five. Pullman used the same call sign in his role as President Thomas Whitmore in Independence Day. That's awesome. I thought so too. Yeah. I'm like, that is badass. Okay, so let me ask you this Would you rather. We be, already played that game. Be a subject for King Vespa. Or President Princess Vespa. She had a dad. But that's not King. Her, King her whatever dad, his name Her dad's name wasn't Princess. It was Dick Van Dyke. I, I no, know. it wasn't Dick Van Dyke. It was Dick Van Patten. Dan Van Patten. Didn't she reject the throne in the end? No, she, no, she married shit. Paul, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman's the prince. prince. He's the bona fide prince. prince. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. thought the name was Vespa. No, I think that's her name. I don't know their last name. They don't ever establish the last name. I'll go, I'll go, if we had His a producer. Roland. His oh, name is Roland. Right. You're right. If we had a producer, they could look that Just up. Just like in the Dark Tower. Stephen but, King. episode. Tune in to episode seven to hear about Stephen King. Okay. Roland. You've already established the in Dark episode Tower. seven. It's going to be Fine, different. episode eight. He, he, there you go. The king, her dad's name was King Roland. Fucking Christ! Zach. Fucking God, like, Zach! I'm glad you can catch up here. with us. We were just talking yes, about you this. Just said that. Literally, that's the whole Dark Tower talk we're having right now. We're talking about Roland DeShane oh, from okay. the Dark Tower because of Roland the King from Spaceballs. <laughs> you are the worst producer ever. Hey, you need to drink more. I feel like you would be catching. We're up. that's true. We're drunk and we knew this shit. <laughs> you are over there with you your know phone. What? Cheers. Cheers. To Cheers. That. Cheers. That. That's right. Okay, so back to what I was saying. Would you rather be a space ball or live on King Roland's planet and be ruled by the Well, king? But, I mean, you know, the space ball planet looks like a giant metropolis, right? Mm-hmm. It's like completely gray and br- and horrible. You don't know what it's like on the inside, though. What we you know mean on the what... inside. That is the inside. I mean, no, I'm saying like you know what the area that the president is in, but that's all very like specific. Somebody may have like mod podged shit on wall. I, who knows? Oh, you know. yeah, because I love that. I love that. I love I it when you paste shit to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Somebody shows up with this this cutting of a... Of a it of could a, have of wood panels. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Let me see some of that 1980s Shut up. Your sister paneling. got into shiplap for a while. My, my sister's shiplap is not. Oh God! Michael got so animated. He literally threw the, mic- the microphone on the ground. It's getting wild in here, folks. 
Anyway, <laughs> I'd rather live on the the good planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, understood. Druidia. The one that doesn't have Druidia. to drink. That's that right. Is. It's Druidia. It doesn't have to sniff its air out of cans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Would you ever be a disciple of yogurt? I'm not a fan of deserts. I'm lactose intolerant. That doesn't mean you have to go to the desert. Like Christians are disciples of people that lived in deserts, but that doesn't mean they go to the desert. I feel like my lactose joke got overlooked. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Say it again. I said I'm lactose intolerant. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) See, now Jamie can't even talk. It's so fucking funny, but she wasn't listening. I know, I wasn't. Well, because Zach made such a ridiculous comment about having to go to the sand. You don't have to go to the sand to be a yogurt, you know, a fan of yogurt. Good, because I'm not a fan of sand. Are you a fan of yogurt? What kind? Are you lactose intolerant? (laughs) I am. I am. At this point, I am. All right. Anything else about Spaceballs or History of the World or Mel Brooks that you can think of? I know we have this game of seven, what is it? Seven degrees of... Kevin Bacon? No, Will and Grace. Seven degrees of Will and Grace. We talked about this at dinner tonight. That's right. But, and I don't... We Michael's talk- trying to pull every single episode back to Will and Grace in some But manner. it's not difficult with this episode because we talked about Mel Brooks and we've already talked about Gene Wilder and we've talked about Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, who gets his career launched by Mel Brooks, who then is later Will Truman's boss on Will and Grace. I did not know that. But ironically, Gene Wilder, who is a fantastic fan of Mel Brooks and is in the second movie, The Young Frankenstein. I believe it's the second one, maybe the third one. I don't remember. The fourth. The fourth one Blazing is Young Frankenstein. Saddles is third, and Young Frankenstein's fourth. What's the second one? About chairs, something about chairs. Twelve chairs. Yeah, I never uh, saw it. So. so Gene Wilder is also Will Truman's boss in Will and Grace. I did not know that, but I like the fact that we've got a shtick, so we're going to keep this and see if we can figure. I mean, out. I think it's only fair. All right. Uh, anyway. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, If nobody else has anything exciting that they want to share, I know we all love Mel Brooks, and I hope he and Carl Reiner have a live happily ever after. Bye.